0: We are here to worship God, the God who is revealed to us in Jesus and the God who has sent his Holy Spirit to us so the life of God might flow from us. Welcome to this service of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Stephen and I'm one of the pastors here. Thank you for joining us in worship. We pray that this time together will deepen our relationship with Jesus and will help us to live out our calling to represent Jesus to the people around us and to represent the people around us Back to God. Today we have a guest preacher. Pastor Ken Kamau is a missionary from Kenya sent to Australia. He's serving as the senior pastor of Elwood Baptist Church in southern Sydney. His topic today is Mission in Your Own Distinctive Way. Thank you, Pastor Ken.
1: Hi, I'm Ken Kamau. I serve as a senior pastor at Elwood Baptist Church. And I have the great joy and privilege of sharing God's word today as we look at how we can see people hear the good news of Jesus Christ, live out their faith in their own distinctive way in the culture and the place that God has put them in. I'll be drawing today's sermon from the book of John chapter 4. This is the conversation that Jesus Christ has with the Samaritan woman at the well. If you have your Bible, if you could kindly turn with me to John chapter 4, I'm reading from the NLT. I'll pick up from verse 4. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well. About noon time, soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. She was alone at that time because the disciples had gone to the village to buy some food. Verse nine, the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. He said to Jesus, you're a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you knew the gift God has for you and who you're speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. When we talk about missions, um, we all have different perspectives and views and uh, maybe our own experiences. I grew up in, in, in Kenya and for a long time, as the word mission in my culture, in my context, was associated with people who'd come from Europe, would set up schools. We had missionary schools. Uh, We had missionary um, trips. And all these, for a long time, my life and my perspective, my worldview was built around missions being people coming from Europe to Kenya, in my context, and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. So finding myself as a missionary, an African missionary in Australia, was something I could never comprehend. And something to this day, some people back home still struggle to understand. My story, my life story, is one that sort of weaves in the beautiful narrative of what happens when we capture the good news of Jesus Christ see it transform us see it bear fruit in our culture and our context and then live it out beyond our culture and our context my role with the baptist association of new south wales and the act is to see churches started and churches revitalized and this came about um, as i saw god work in my life in the church i was leading and then seeing a need um, in Australia and responding to that call. You see in the Gospel of John chapter 4, Jesus Christ is having a conversation uh, with the Samaritan woman and already as the conversation begins there are a few barriers that are already sort of coming up. We see the first one is sort of a historical barrier. The woman is surprised in verse 9 because Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. Those History behind this. Uh, there was a sense of conflict, and the Jews looked down to the Samaritans. So, already by the fact that Jesus Christ is a Jew, the woman has put up a barrier. How culture is sort of is shocked, how worldview is sort of shattered by this Jew speaking to her. But not only that, Jesus Christ faces a cultural barrier. Not only is he a Jew speaking to a Samaritan, but he is a Jewish man speaking to a Samaritan woman. And this, we see the significance of this barrier when his disciples come on later, return, and find him speaking to the woman. And there's a sense of uh, awareness and a sense of uneasiness and awkwardness, and and they sort of discuss among themselves. What is Jesus? Why is he speaking to to this woman? because culturally he could not do that, he would not speak to her. But we see that when it comes to mission, we always face different barriers. We always, some could be historical, some could be cultural. Uh, But in the midst of that, we see from Christ, we can learn from Christ how to press in through those uh, conversations, through those barriers. The first thing we see is that Jesus Christ has a hard conversation With this lady, he goes beyond the historical and the cultural and starts to have a really hard conversation with her in verse 11 to 15. She says, she looks and says, you know what? The well is very deep. Where are you going to get this living water you're talking about? Verse 13, Jesus Christ replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give never thirst again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. So the conversation has moved from the focus on the barriers around this this conversation, cultural and historical, and moves towards a hard conversation. And certainly, Jesus, this woman is sort of interested. Wait, this man uh, seems to have a solution to my problem, which is water. And then she says, I will never be thirsty again the woman says please sir in verse 15 give me this water then i'll never be thirsty again and i won't even have to come get water i don't know but i sense a sense sense of sarcasm in that statement she knew that surely no one could provide any kind of water that would uh, be so satisfying that no one would ever have to go back to the well In verse 16, we see Jesus Christ starts to confront the brokenness of this woman. In verse 16, he says, go get your husband. She replies in verse 17, I don't have a husband, which is true. But Jesus Christ starts to unpack the brokenness. You were right. You don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You have certainly spoken the truth. The conversation has moved from the issue of water, living water, a need for an immediate uh, solution to that would solve our immediate problem to a pretty deep conversation. It's pretty uncomfortable when Christ confronts the brokenness because our brokenness, regardless of our culture, regardless of our historical barriers, regardless of our practices, regardless of where we find ourselves in this part of this beautiful world that God has created, whether it's in the back ends of of a little village in Africa or in an island somewhere in Asia or right in the heart of of Europe or, or, or wherever it may be, we all suffer from brokenness. We all suffer from brokenness. And God's word confronts our brokenness and this is what christ does he confronts the brokenness in this woman what the real issue is is not about water which was important in that time and culture it's a bigger issue in verse 19 the woman starts to realize this conversation is more than just about water he says this you must be a prophet in verse 19 so tell me why is it that you Jews insist Jerusalem is the only place to worship, while we Samaritans claim it's right here in Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshiped? So she tries a, a different tactic and brings back the sense of the, the, the things that divide her and the person she's speaking to. She starts talking about worship. But Jesus Christ moves far from that. He says this in verse 21, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter where you worship the Father, on this mountain or in Jerusalem, whether you worship there. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, or we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes from the Jews. But a time is coming, indeed the time has come now, where the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who worship him that way. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in truth and spirit. So he addresses a concern of, of where worship is supposed to be and says that doesn't matter. It's a bigger issue of brokenness, a brokenness that has separated us from God the Father. Regardless of the culture we find ourselves in, regardless of the time we find ourselves in, this one thing remains constant and true. We are far from God and only in Jesus Christ, can we be reconciled back to God? That is the heart of missions. How do we help people see the brokenness in their culture, wherever they may be? How do we help them see their own brokenness? And how, above all, do we help them see reconciliation in Jesus Christ? The woman in verse 25 starts to see this and says, I know the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. What a beautiful sort of way to end that conversation. That first, she's struggling with the issue of water and how deep the well is and why are you talking to me? And the conversation has moved through all these barriers to a point where there's a proclamation of truth. So what happens next? This is where I see things really just sort of change. The disciples come back. All right. But listen to what happens. All right. Nobody says, so in verse 29, um, the, the, the woman is sort of so shocked. All right. Just then, verse 27, the disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, why are you talking to her? What do you want with her? Verse 28 is where things sort of start to pick up pace. The woman left her water jar beside the well. This is what initially Brought her to the well. She needed water. She leaves that which she thought was important before the conversation. She leaves it there. It says this. Then she runs right to the village. Alright. And tells back tells everyone, verse 29, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So that people came streaming from the village to see him. Here is a woman. We see that she's a divorced woman, five times separated. We see that she's a broken woman, who has a history in that town, in a culture that shunned women who were separated and divorced, to a point where she's looking and going to the well in the middle of the day, in the, when the sun is up high, to a woman who has encountered the truth and the freedom that comes from Christ. And in her own town, in her own village, she runs, Forgetting all that people think or know about her and she proclaims the message of truth and says, come see this man. I was listening to an amazing story by Tim about what happened in Mozambique. And this is what missions is about. It's not about us going to a place where people don't know Christ and then embedding ourselves for the rest of our lives. And being sort of the people who come to bring the the light. I truly believe that in every corner of this globe, God is already at work. God was already at work in the heart of this woman. Through her brokenness, she was seeking for a sense of freedom. And Christ showed her that freedom. And as Tim shared this story about Doug and and how he he came for eight years to Mozambique, um, sharing the good news. And as this young man sat in that Bible study, sharing from Ezekiel, and as this man who's a missionary sat and listened, this is what mission is about. It's about seeing people live out their faith, the truth that they've received in their own culture, in their own language. Because they relate best with the people around them. This woman had a history. The people of this village knew her. They knew her story. And so the radical transformation from a point of hiding and sort of shame to a bold proclamation that come and see this man who is the Messiah. This is what mission is about. Equipping God's people to live out God's story in their culture, in their way, in a way that honors God and brings people closer to Christ. Listen to what happens right at the end. I'm gonna jump down to verse 39 of John. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for most for more to hear the message and believe. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we ourselves have heard. For, because we ourselves have heard him and now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. That is mission. It's about getting people to a point where they see amazing story, the, the, the story of reconciliation that we were far from God, we're reconciled by him. I mentioned earlier on, I grew up in a, in a culture that for us, mission was people who'd come from the West and bring in the good news. There were great things that happened, but there were also some sad things that happened. For those, so the missionary schools that were established were really good, but what they did, they pulled children and, uh, and those that were brightest, those who understood the gospel, they pulled them out and put them in these missionary schools. And after a while, as they learned English and could communicate, they then took these individuals and sent them to seminary outside the country and not many of them came back. And the cycle continued on and on. I truly do believe that as we seek to see missions happen, our greatest responsibility is to be faithful to sharing God's word with those that God has allowed, has given us uh, uh, an inroad into, but above all, seeing them respond to God in their culture, in their language, And equipping them to do the same where they are. This is what it means to see vibrant mission happen local and contextual. I pray that God would stir in our hearts firstly to look at what areas of brokenness we have in our own lives and confront those through Scripture. Secondly, to see how we can support missions, mission work, across the globe, and trust and pray for those that are out serving, that God would bring people from the local community to them, that they would hear the gospel, and pray for those that hear this gospel, whose lives are under the Lordship of Christ, that God would equip them and give them the open doors to share and live out their faith where they are.
0: How has this message spoken to you today? Pastor Ken Kamau started his sermon by reflecting on the boundaries that stop the gospel being shared through our life. These are the boundaries that divide us from the people around us. It could be boundaries of status. We might feel a bit embarrassed to be seen with some people. Or it could be boundaries of wealth and prosperity. We might avoid people we think can't pull their own weight could be boundaries of culture. We might find the way some people have been raised to jar with our own expectations. These and other kinds of boundaries cause us to push away from the people around us, rather than finding ways to connect better with them. I'm going to leave a moment of silence and in that silence ask you to reflect. What stops you from connecting to people around you? What boundaries have you set up that keeps people away? turning point for the woman at the well was when she realized that Jesus saw her brokenness but did not condemn her for it. Jesus knew the fractures and the scars in her life but offered her reconciliation and sent her on mission. She became Jesus' representative to her neighbors. What are the scars, the fractures, the stories in your life that you think stop God from working through your life? In what ways have you given up on the idea that Jesus could ever be seen through you? Take a moment to think about your answers to those questions, then place your story beside the story of the Samaritan woman. What is God saying to you as you hold your story and the Samaritan woman's story side by side? Mission is letting people see enough of our life so they can see that Jesus makes a difference to our life. Too often we think that mission is tell, don't show. But mission is really show and then tell if you have opportunity. As Pastor Ken reminded us, it is the testimony of our lives that has the greatest impact. It's not hiding Jesus deep in our hearts, but it's allowing Christ to come out through our actions and words. It's not hiding our story, but it's living our story in a way that people can see Christ's work in us. Consider, what would it mean for you to let the people around you see a little more of your story? Allow those people you already connect with just a little more access to the parts of your life that maybe we all like to hide away. And so allow people to see more of how Jesus makes a difference in your life. Ask God to bring one person to your mind and consider how your life can show them the love and grace of God this week. Thank you, God, that you welcome us. Warts and all, no matter our scars and fractures, you reach out to us and call us your children. Give us this same heart for those around us. In our context, in our own distinctive way, give us the courage to let people see more of who we are and more of you in us. For all we have heard in this service today and for all we have prayed, hear us and move mightily on behalf of your people. We commit all we have prayed into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our service today. A reminder that live services at Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia are on every Sunday at 10 a.m. Please feel free to join us. To get in contact with me, you can email me at pastor at canterburybaptist.org. That is pastor at canterburybaptist.org. To support Canterbury Baptist and show your appreciation for what you've received today, you can give at the details listed in the show notes. As we go into this week ahead, let us go confident in the love and welcome of God for us. Let us be so confident of God's welcome that we are free from the fear of the judgments of others. And so let us live lives where we do not reinforce the boundaries we see being put up all around us, but let us be ministers of peace and reconciliation. And most of all, may we let people see Jesus in our lives. May we find the freedom to let those closest to us see most clearly and authentically into our lives. In this way, we will be on mission in our own distinctive way. As we go into this week ahead, may we each go in peace.